Hello again, and welcome back to BD Radio. We've been a little bit quiet on the podcast front, which surprisingly, you might think like, oh, the gym owners, what have they got to do? But we've actually been really busy, which has been exciting this past month. It has. Um, Most of you, I guess, most of you listening to this will be across the fact that we've started up nutrition coaching. We've also launched our first ebook. Um, You can find both information about those on our website now but um yeah we have been quite busy we've also had a teething child which means that our podcast recording slot of the (laughs) middle of the day when she's asleep has been drastically diminished but we are certainly hoping to be able to get back into our routine of one a week starting from now today's episode as i welcome my host danielle thank you co-host is about the differences between a healthy diet versus a fat loss diet. So the reason why we wanted to, I guess, break down this topic a little bit more is because it's been a real point of conversation with our nutrition clients is, you know, explaining the difference between the two. Um, So why don't we start with a, like, I guess what we would classify as a healthy diet. Dan, like what are the key points, I guess the key focus points that we look to for someone who's trying to eat healthily? Okay, so you're probably looking at more of your micronutrients, so like getting as much nutritional quality as possible. Um, Yeah, so like um, a diet consisting predominantly of whole foods. Yeah, Um, and that's not to say that a fat loss diet does not include the same obviously we want to be healthy with our fat loss diet yeah there's one key difference between the two and we'll get to that shortly but yeah it's more a diet based around quality ingredients yeah absolutely and it's not so much you know there's not a strong focus on the quantity obviously if you're not looking to lose weight i always tell people to eat until they are full um and also when you have a healthy diet a lot of the quality type stuff tends to be quite controlled anyway, um, just because of the type of food you're eating. You can't, yeah, it's you highly can't satiating. Eat as, yeah, you can't eat as much of it. Another aspect of a healthy diet, which may not lend itself as much to a fat loss diet, is mental health and satisfaction. So, you know, like enjoying some chocolate occasionally or, you know, like a little bit of alcohol on the weekends if that's what you enjoy like you've got more scope to enjoy your food probably a little bit more in quantities that aren't as restrictive yes agree. yeah so now the key difference between a healthy diet and a fat loss diet is of course the one thing that we need to achieve fat loss and that is a calorie deficit so I guess, you know, like, let's use me as an example. Like, if I need to eat roughly 3,000 calories a day to maintain my weight, to lose weight, I might need to eat around 2,500, 2,400. So, the food is still largely the same. The difference is I'm just having to be a little bit more restrictive to hit that number and, you know, initiate some kind of fat loss. So, the changes that I make to my nutrition to achieve that that's the difference between a healthy diet and a fat loss diet. So let's, you know, like let's say every every day at roughly 3 p.m. I have some corn chips and you know, cheese. 
like that would be like that can be part of a healthy diet but it might be something that i look to cut if i'm trying to lose a little bit of weight yeah absolutely so quantity comes into it and well yeah quantity is basically it really because that's how you get your deficit um where we look to do that would be completely dependent on the person we are coaching yes so there's no real roadmap I guess, to achieving a fat loss diet that suits everyone because everyone is so different and the foods they enjoy, the foods they'd be happy to leave out, the foods that have to stay in, like it varies from person to person. So if you're listening to this expecting it, oh, they're going to tell me exactly what to do. Unfortunately, we can't. (laughs) No one can. (laughs) Yeah. No one, like they can, we can give you ideas and and we will break that down as to, I guess across the board of our nutrition clients, like some trends. Yeah, some generalizations. Uh, yeah, but um, ultimately for it to be sustainable and effective to you, like it needs to reach the balance of I'm full, but I'm also not completely, you know, depressed and deprived at like the stuff that I've had to cut. Yeah, that I really enjoy. Yeah, for sure. So... Moving on to the next phase of this conversation, and that is going to be roughly around understanding the context of choices in regards to your goal. So we do a food diary with a lot of our nutrition clients and in our catch-up appointments with them, we often break it down and just give them a little bit of an idea of what we're looking for and kind of outline areas that we could tidy up or cut or add more. Um, but a lot of the con- like a lot of the decisions that we make, like we're really clear with them the context that we're making it. So, you know, the context might be as I'm cooking dinner, I have some crackers with hummus, and like, okay, in you know, in regards to a healthy a healthy diet, that's perfectly fine. But when it comes to trying to just tighten up around the edges, that can be something that we look to cut. So we make sure that clients know that like it's not an issue normally but it could be getting in the way of results which um i'm sure everyone listening to this has tried to either lose weight or eat healthily in the past and when you don't get the results like it can be fairly demoralizing like especially if you're putting in an effort um, you know, and trying hard to achieve those. I was about to say, a lot of um, the people we have dealt with and speak with, like generally doing what we do, um, like the effort is there. Yeah, it's and just it's not a little bit, yeah, yet. and it's just a little bit misguided. It's not that people aren't trying, it's just they don't know where to put the effort. Yeah, for sure. And I think another common another common trend we've seen across clients which doesn't necessarily relate to this episode but it's it's something that I guess someone listening might be able to self-diagnose a little bit is being a little bit overly restrictive during the day and then overeating at night time you know so, so like trying to be really good but almost essentially being too good to the point of diminishing returns yeah and then playing a little bit of catch up at night with excessive snacking yeah um moving on a little bit so what are some changes that you've made with some clients um who are looking to lose a little bit of weight like what sort of pointers have you 
given them or where in their food diary have you looked to make the adjustments? Yeah, so first I'd start with what they really enjoy. Like what what is an absolute no-go for them? What do they absolutely love and cannot live without? I think is really important. Um, and ov- obviously we need sometimes that is the area that needs to be worked on but how we work on that area um, is really important so for example alcohol is huge um, in a lot of people's lives and that's okay in moderation but if you are looking to lose um, a little bit of weight that can hold you back Um, so looking to reduce that but not eliminate so i think elimination is big in so many diets um, we, we are in the elimination era we you are know, like keto and like cut it and vegan and, yeah yeah and so many people that do come to us have already tried so much before and a lot of it is elimination and they're like i know what to do i can do it and i'm like a lot of it is uh, is like around the carbohydrates as well yeah. would be the main one um, I know what to do. I can do it if I just do this. And I'm like, but why do you want to do that? Like the reason you're here being coached is because you don't want to do that because you want it to be sustainable. And it, I really think um, making anything sustainable in life, this isn't just nutrition, really comes down to you enjoying so what you're doing so for example like work you Mm. need to enjoy what you do or you're not going to last in that industry for very long Um, nutrition you need to enjoy what you're eating if you hate what you're eating then you're not gonna like it is not a sustainable diet i think one of the perceived knocks on a sustainable approach i guess is it takes some added like time to be educated and educate yourself on what that actually looks like whereas on face value it's it's like oh cool i just won't eat potatoes anymore yeah you know like oh that's easy i don't need to learn why i just need to do it whereas when we're looking at a sustainable approach all of a sudden now you have to sort of take the time to learn about macronutrients and the effects they can have and the times at which you need to eat them and better quality meats and this and that and it can be quite overwhelming and it's like oh, i don't know where to start whereas you know, it's just, it's so much easier for people who are already really busy, which is all of our clients to just go, I just won't eat bread. How easy is that? Yeah. Without knowing like the why and the how. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Until they introduce it again. And then it's like, well, how do I, you know, how do I eat bread and not gain it all back? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know, and it's not actually the bread. It's the added energy content of the breads, you know, so it's about learning to kind of push and pull a little bit to achieve that you know like that zone where you're getting the results you want but also not completely cutting out a food group or a macronutrient or just overhauling your entire diet yeah so i think a big part of us is getting to know our clients like you're asking what 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 would i change well i wouldn't change anything until i'm understanding what it is a they want and b is a non-negotiable for them because there's no point me saying don't eat cheese if they love cheese. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I'd look at reducing their cheese intake. Yeah. Um, same as alcohol, whatever it may be. Um, but you, re- we really need to understand them and what they want to get out of it. Just on the cheese one, that's interesting. I think that like people have a fair idea of what needs to be adjusted 
but what I think they um, overestimate is the intensity at which it needs to be adjusted. So rather than you know having cheese in a meal once a day, it, you know, if they're previously you know eating it every day, multiple times a day, they're like, no, I just need to cut it out. It's like, well, you know, like let's make a twenty percent change rather than an eighty percent change, and then make a like a couple more tweaks elsewhere, and all of a sudden it's adding up. To, like adding up to the same result is that I think the mindset can be is that we look to be a little bit too aggressive yeah. with things like that to achieve the energy deficit that we're after. A hundred percent. People want to go all in like that. Yeah. They just want to do everything. And it's like, well, you don't have to do that. Yeah. And that's what makes it sustainable. Yeah. And it's, you know, often through talking it out and, you know, like maybe getting a bit of a gauge of their nutrition history it's like, in fact, rather than going all in, which is what we've done previously to varying results, but ultimately no long-term consistency, is just taking a little bit of a, like a slightly slower approach and then, you know, achieving it not for six weeks, but six months and then six years. And then all of us, all of a sudden it's part of what we do for the rest of our life. Yeah. And it isn't always such um, a decision like that you need to think about like it just it is becomes your norm yeah Yeah. exactly and i guess bringing it back to eating healthy versus eating for fat loss like let's use the cheese example again it's like if i can educate my client to the point where they know that you know what like this next six weeks i'm gonna try and you know lose a couple of kgs as we head into the holidays i'm gonna pull back my cheese to you know, one time a day because I know that, you know, there's a little bit of a calorie deficit there and I'm going to up my activity a little bit. But I also know that I can be quite healthy and eat healthily and maintain my weight if I do have that cheese three times a day. That is a decision that I'm making right now to achieve a certain goal. So that there's no fear of bringing cheese in a little bit more. Yeah. yeah, it's just understanding the trajectory that that will set your like path on. Yeah, absolutely. Okay, so a couple of changes that I guess I've noticed with a few of my clients is food diaries, and um, like I, I kind of coined it tr- like trimming the fat. Is there's a lot of gains to be made, and it, we can create a really easy to stick to calorie deficit if we're a little bit stricter without eating around the meal times. So often when people get into the kitchen, particularly at tea time, um, it's, you know, grab out the crackers and the dip while I cook, or it's afterwards, it's a little bit extra in the cleanup, or I'm grabbing, you know, like a couple of extra bit of potato out of the pan as I'm, you know, like putting it in the fridge. So this sounds like little things Ben does in our this, kitchen, guys. This is exactly what I do. So, and and like I'm not a unicorn here. Like it's pretty common. I think is oh, you know, absolutely. like absolutely alcohol. Like yeah, a lot of people yeah. like to have a glass of wine when they cook. Yeah, but Very it's common. you know crack open the chips or you know the kids are getting hungry and you pull out the crackers to feed them and all of us harden on you know knuckles deep in hummus and corn chips. But that you know like that right there, it's just small stuff like that that adds up. So it's not necessarily the meals that I'm trying to change. It's just trimming up the edges a little bit. 
Yeah, and like if if I don't have a fat loss goal or if I've upped my training and I'm, you know, chasing more of a muscle gain or a performance goal, eating some corn chips and hummus pre-meal, that is still part of a healthy diet. It's just understanding the context of the decision that I'm trying to make and then like just controlling the outcome. And that is all it is. And that's some of the stuff that we've had to point out to clients is that this isn't necessarily bad. It's just that with your goal right now, it's not helping and it would be helpful to just restrict it. Yeah, that is something worth mentioning. Like the mentality and the mind, yeah, the mindset around good and bad is Mm. huge. It's so, so big. And like I have constantly been talking to people about, you know, healthier options you know that's a less healthy option or that is a healthier option it's not like don't throw it in the bucket of good or bad yeah um we also had a lot of feedback about an instagram post we did and i'm just scrolling through and bringing it up now it's um don't think healthy or unhealthy when it comes to food think more healthy and less healthy and it's just it's taking that black and white you know like is this good is this bad thinking away into a is this better or is this not as good and it's so much easier to mentally deal with i guess a lesser decision of like ah that wasn't as good next time i'll just try and be a little bit tighter and then all of a sudden we've come back to that like medium rather than oh that was bad and then feeling like a failure yeah exactly so i i use that a lot um, coaching a lot of my clients like just make that decision just a little bit healthier like let's mm. just move up the continuum we, d- we don't want to take a massive junk and aim for perfection and be crippled by that yeah i think a lot of oh you know this is probably a chat for another day but we know so many clients who are really really good probably too good you know like yeah. they set the bar a little bit too, too high high initially and then all of a sudden you know and i guess you know, this is a podcast so you can't see us but you know, it's like raise your hand if you've ever had like a cookie and then just be like oh stuff it day's over you know like i've broken the momentum and it's like yeah. well and this is where education becomes such a large part of it is okay yes a cookie doesn't have terrific nutritional value we know that but it's let's say it's 250 calories and it's predominantly carbs it's not a disaster no you know like at that's Move cool. On. Yeah. Next, next meal. <laughs> that was my morning snack. Maybe I will, you know, like just have protein and some fruit in the arvos rather than what else I was going to have. And all of a sudden, you're back to zero. It's fine. You know, it's just... But if you don't know that, like if we're too hung up on healthy versus unhealthy and I'm trying to eat healthier, like that can be, you know, that can be the end. And then we're back to... No, it's too hard and i've failed again and all of a sudden like every time we go through that cycle it gets harder and harder to start again yeah and that's where like yo-yo dieting comes in yeah like restrict binge restrict yeah yeah yeah. that extreme you know the extreme like aiming for perfection then going back to really bad behaviors is like we just want to instill good behaviors that are going to get us that outcome we've all been there as well like it is such a hard pattern to break and being mentally okay with like what was it yesterday i had some m&ms in the afternoon you know i would never 
previously have ever done that on a week. Like I had like this weird thing in my head where it was like, no, it's a weekday, you know, like, (laughs) (laughs) like no way. Eminem's on a Friday. Like you've got to be kidding. But weirdly, if I had Eminem's on a Friday night, oh, cool. Yeah. No big deal. And it's like, that's a bit odd, isn't it? And you know, like that's, that's where I've like, that's where I'm at with my own journey and you know maybe i'm on chapter 22 and you're on chapter 8 but like it's it's stuff like that which is still weird that you think that it'll have such a negative impact and it's yeah, like and it's not yeah, at all and yeah. it's like well actually like using nutritional sciencey sort of thought here like wouldn't it be better to have my higher calorie higher carb food earlier in the day when i'm still a chance to be nice and active and you like <laughs> potentially use that rather than just yeah. go to bed yeah but you know like there's so many you know like mentally ingrained beliefs that we have that it's like you know oh like carbs after 9pm yeah. can't do that and it's yeah. like why the education process has it's just massive. been so rewarding like for me personally oh, like yeah it's so good because clients are just like when we ask them like oh does that make sense and does that make that easier to understand they're like yeah 100% is all of a yeah. sudden you can start to justify decisions you're making without the fear of going backwards or ruining it or here I am a failure again, you know, like there's just, there's so much power in knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Anyway, that was a little bit of a tangent. So, <laughs> so we can get back to eating healthier versus eating for fat loss. And the one last point that I sort of wanted to expand on today that I don't think gets enough, um, enough airtime or conversation like or conversation in regards to regular joes like us is that you shouldn't be eating a fat loss diet for like you know longer than three months i mean and that's that's a generalization because some people have more weight to lose some people have less weight to lose but if fat loss is your goal it's not something that you want to be doing for years yeah you don't want to be in a constant calorie deficit (laughs) or thinking that you are yeah so like the uh what's the saying where it's um you know where like your perspective is reality i've had a mental blank anyway moving on i can't talk but like (laughs) if you think yeah but like the the mental stress of trying really hard without achieving the results so thinking that you're eating well and that you're in a calorie deficit when you actually aren't yeah you're gonna burn out without actually achieving the results and then yeah like that's really really hard it's basically like banging your head against a brick wall actually actually that's another thing worth mentioning um i think everybody has that um that end outcome so that end goal is so like front of mind whereas we get we get that goal initially we we discuss that goal Good and point. then we put it to the side. And what is it we focus on? We focus on the behaviors. The process. Yeah. Process goals. Absolutely. So like working on those behaviors is what gets you that outcome without that outcome like consuming you. 
Yeah, like waking up every day, looking in the mirror and being like, yeah. why well, don't I have a six pack yet? Yeah, exactly. Rather than waking up every day and just being like, all right, I've planned my walk to get my 10,000 steps. I've got my lunch prepped from yeah, last got, night. Yep. Perfect. That's all I needed to work on this week. That's easy. And I continue on my day. Tick, tick. Yep. Yeah. So. How rewarding is that? Like as a person going, Yeah. like, Ticking that off. Momentum. Oh my goodness. Progress. Love it. Um, we can, uh, I guess we can probably expand on how to set good nutrition goals in particular, maybe in a later episode, but I've lost my train of thought because you interrupted. Oh, sorry. <laughs> but um, I'm pretty sure we've basically covered everything. And I guess the three key points to take home is understanding the context of your de- like of your decisions and the results you can expect from that, knowing that it's not forever and it's a targeted approach. Yeah. And the last one would be if you need help, please reach out. That is a good one. Um, yeah. yeah, just just remembering like elimination is not the answer, I think is a big one for a lot of people. And education is the answer. Yeah, it's education. Yeah. Absolutely. So really make sure that, you know, it's you don't have that all or nothing mindset if you do want a sustainable approach. Mm, absolutely. Anyways, it is good to be back. We will have some episodes coming for you over the coming weeks as we open up our lockdown and begin PT again, which will be nice to see some smiling faces not on Zoom. Definitely. (laughs) Yeah, but we will speak to you guys again next week. Bye, guys.